Hey everyone, JD here. This episode of Nocturne by Night is brought to you, as always, by Negative 2 Charisma. If you are enjoying the podcast, consider checking us out live over at twitch.tv forward slash negative 2 charisma. Every Thursday night, we not only stream the show, but we also do dice giveaways, free Steam keys, much, much more. We'd love to see you. Urban Shadows is a tabletop roleplay system created by Magpie Games. If you're looking to dive into your own supernatural-fueled adventure, head over to magpiegames.com and or join their Discord server. They are always looking for players to test out new systems and offer feedback on their existing ones. Much of the audio for this podcast is provided by Tabletop Audio. Tabletop Audio is the premier user-supported music and ambience platform to enhance your tabletop games. Join their Patreon and receive exclusive alternate versions of their tracks to add just the right mood to your gaming experience. Our special guest MC for the series is Soul from SoulsRolls.com. Soul is a mental and physical health coach that is a powerhouse in the TTRPG community, offering everything from coaching sessions to indie games, social media advice, the list goes on and on, and honestly, he's just a great all-around dude. Find Soul all over the internet by following the links in the show notes. Now let's strap in as Soul once again guides our heroes through the dark and stormy streets of the city of Nocturne. We hope you enjoy. Uh, we have had some really big moments recently. I know that there is still a lot hanging in the air. We need to get back to fingers to get some magnesium mage bullets, I believe it was. Was that the nonsense you were putting out there? Okay. Yeah, yeah, some uh, some anti-mage ammunition. But I, uh, I do know that Vinny just formed a new uh, portion of the Fey Court. Now, how that's going to work in the back end, that's, that's a question for maybe... Uh, maybe later. But in the meantime, I do want to highlight, because I said on the last stream uh, that I would look it up and tell you exactly what that did. Uh, did anyone, I don't imagine you had a chance to look at it considering how, how busy you've been. Have you, Ryan? No, I have not. Nope, nope, nope. Your monarch, not the Don, but the actual probably queen of the Fey Court, Titania, she would elevate you in acknowledgement of your your gathering of power. You pulling all these people to you, you getting all these favors. Uh, you'd pass up the chain, chain and basically be like, you know, this, this night bullshit isn't doing it. I would like to form my own court. And because you've taken the advances to do so, that, that request gets honored, and you become a duke. That would leave all of your uh, other co-fraternities, your allies per se, they would be barons, and there would be miscellaneous knights below them, and so forth. These oaths that they swear, that fealty, can be short-lived or long-lived. It can be for the uh, traditional year and a day, or it can be forever, or it can be, you know, as a as a debt, you know, they they choose to serve you. Not saying Jonas and... I gotta get back on calling people names. Jonas and Terrence, uh, not saying that they're committed fully forever, but there's there's definitely a, an idea to figure out there. But one of the cool things you can do, and this is something you and only you can do, Vinny, is you can present someone, a mortal, to your court, and then you roll with wild. On a hit, you give them a fey power, provided that the mortal publicly swears an oath and holds it true. 
On the seven through nine, the power permanently marks the mortal in accordance with your court, even if they give up the oath at a later time. On a miss, a member of your court reveals that a powerful fairy from another court already holds power over this mortal, precluding your claim. But you can take someone like our dearly departed Pistol Pete. You could present them to your homeboys and be like, check this guy out, he's gonna work for us. They swear an oath, and then you empower them with, mo- with fairy magic. Now that fairy power, that's not capitalized or bolded or italicized. It doesn't have to be one you actually have. If you can explain to me some sort of bullshit fairy logic that you want to give this person, you can now hand out magic powers, left, right, and center. <laughs> uh, Jonas would like uh, very much to shoot fireballs. Let's make this a thing, huh? Oh, we needed to keep it in theme, though. It can't be fireballs. It's got to be lightning, baby. Lightning? Okay, I feel, okay, fine. We will compromise if we shoot lightning bolts. Uh, I have no idea how to fucking do that, <laughs> so I'm going to need a little time to develop this technology for you, but uh, we'll get there. Don't you worry. That is a power called debutante, and it's very, very nice. Uh, because... Uh, Jonas has already sworn a fealty to you, and he is part of your court, uh, and technically it's questionable whether or not he is mortal. I don't know that you're going to be able to empower him with uh, lightning bolt casting, but if you want to push your luck. Well, I can also. So what's, what qualifies as mortal? Because I do have I have a, a, I have a thing I can take that lets me also become mortal as well. Yeah, yeah. If you were to do that, I would let it slide. I would let it slide. Interesting. Let me let me sink on this. That fun jackass real side. You now have that power, and that is super cool. You have just left uh, Mr. Crowley's. You have formed the Court of Storms. Of course, Nocturne responds in kind, and it begins to pour down even more rain and more lightning. Arcs across the sky. Take it away, boys. A sign. It's a sign, and I just sit there as the, the rain sort of comes down, and I just sort of soak it in. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do. I know we got to take care of this power thing, but me and your boys, we're going to run the city. Yeah, well, you know, hopefully we do it from, with uh, some transparency. Yeah, Terrence, right? <laughs> well, there's, we'll, we'll talk about that, Jonas, transparency. Hmm? But you're very right, Vincent. We have much to do. Um, so, so, yeah, <laughs> go, go, go ahead. Oh, no. No, no, so that's okay. I was just I saying. Just, I uh, wasn't sure as a storm saying if that was good for you. Should we workshop it? I, I, I love it. I love it. It's perfect. It's perfect. Look at the city that we're in. And I just point to the sky and uh, just, you know, as the rain and the lightning are happening. What better group to take care of and protect the people of the city than the Court of Storms? Well, I'm feeling rather baptized by lightning after that encounter. <laughs> I mean, everyone came away a little bit scorched. So yeah, we'll, we'll think about it, you know. I was just thinking like maybe at some point we'll get down to the felt pimento and, and get at that out. That's gotta be, we gotta outfit that place, boys. That's that's gonna be uh, workshop number one until we figure out a more permanent arrangement like stone tower or whatever, but. Yeah, cause that's like, that's like a big mega structure. We're talking about revamping a, a shitty nightclub. <laughs> Where I think we need to think bigger. Well, I mean, I don't exactly have that kind of cash yet. You see that we haven't exactly conducted the criminal enterprise in order to generate the revenue. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we got we got to, uh, you know, work on that. You a said anything about criminal enterprise. Wait a minute. I thought I thought we were the good guys. Uh, you can be, you know, like a white hat, you know, people talk, I guess. I, um, I don't feel like anyone was convinced by that statement. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I think. Uh, <laughs> All right. Don't, don't worry. Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna hurt anybody except when they really deserve it. Like power. Speaking of power, I mean, let's, let's let's not let's not get crazy here. Speaking of power and speaking of the start of session stuff, 
It's been a moment since we did one of those, so I want to make sure everyone's got their start of session moves kicking. Uh, I know Jonas has a start of session move. And I want to pitch it to the players again. Do you want to add any more rumors or premonitions or secrets to the to the mix here? And the game is pretty packed right now, but you can always add on a little bit more. It will also allow you to mark a faction for, uh, for advancement if done correctly. And furthermore, it looks like we've got a lot of people new to the new to the game. It would give them a little bit of the idea of the world building that's in the players' hands. I would really like to see it, but you know, I, I just kind of jackass in the in the bigger chair, I guess. And you guys run the show. I mean, if you want to call yourself a jackass, I, you weren't saying that. I mean, no. But I've read the texts. <laughs> I've read the texts. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, as far as rumors, no. Well, here's what I will say uh, because I uh, I just rolled for my foretellings. I did roll in eight plus two spirit, which makes it to 10. Yahtzee, because uh, so that is, uh, I get to hold two. I have hold two, I have two impending premonitions. Two is this is going, you know, something bad is going to happen. And you've used that to great effect. So far. So let's go ahead and do that session intro move as well. Uh, which character do you trust the least, Jonas? Because a lot's changed. Oh yeah, this is tough, huh? It has to be a player. It does, yeah? it does. Of course. Um, I, I, I would say it's still, I, I, well, I, I still think it's Vinny. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, particularly with, with, as I see these glints of power growing in his eyes and his, his talk of criminal undertakings. Yeah. All right. Vinny, uh, you get to tell uh, Jason a faction to mark on Jonas's sheet. That's what you're going to tell uh, JD, yeah, this is this is what I want you to tell us about. This is the secret or rumor that you know about in the city that's that's important. So you tell him a faction. Okay, I mean it's got it's got to be power. You know, it's enemy number one. Is that one that you haven't marked? I have an open slate. We just Matt, ended with a fake one. So. Yes, I could use power oh. for certain. All right, the power mark. knight for go me. Ahead, go ahead and mark it. All Matt. right, Vincenti, what what is going on with power? What should I be aware of? You tell us. I mean, unless you want to hand oh, it back. Oh, I to have it. to tell you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, here's the thing with power right now. Uh, one, uh, you know, I've been, uh, you know, on my smartphone in between these moments, uh, trying to figure out and, and coordinate with the other oracles. Um, and I have, uh, there is a rumor now that is spreading because of this and because of all the things happening with the wizards in this uh, faction, uh, that, the power, that the oracles are working on gathering, which is something that has not happened in a significant amount of time. The oracles will be gathering in the city. Ooh, I like it. That's a good one. Uh, well, since we heard from Vinny just a moment ago, let's bounce back to Terrence. Terrence, do you have an opening session move? Or do you have any advancements that you need to catch up on that you haven't done already? Um, as far as marking faction? Yeah, any any advancements at all? What do you got? Um, right now I'm lacking mortality in night. Okay. You've already picked all of your moves, don't have anything to catch up there. Uh, yeah, no, for the advancement last time, I just uh, took one plus one mind. It was a pretty okay. tame one. Okay. Do you have a start of session move that you can use as a veteran or any of them that you've picked up from anywhere else? Uh, no, veteran does not really have much for start of session. Okay. Then you get the standard start of session move. And I am getting tired of saying start of session. You pick a character who you trust least. I'd have to say also, Vinny, at this point, this uh, this development of the court, it is, uh, it's very interesting. It has the potential to be lucrative, but there's a lot of unknowns there too, right? 
There's, it's a, it represents a serious shift in the dynamic of power and, and the balance. And then and, and Terrence, not to say he distrusts it, but he's going to definitely be aware of it. Does that make sense? So be keeping a close eye on that situation. So Vinny, uh, what's Terrence going to mark on the character sheet for a faction? Uh, what was the tool that you uh, you needed again, buddy? Um, lacking mortality and knight. Let's see, I think, yeah, I think knight. I think knight because it's still that very real uh, back and forth that we sort of lost track of uh, between uh, the vampires and the werewolves. Judging from what uh, Terrence has been hearing from from his uh, his network, it sounds like the the werewolves are getting ready to make a push. Like they they think they see a weakness in the, in the vampire factions, and they're they're going to try and get a little more aggressive. They're getting ready to make a play. All right, and as the veteran, the fixer, the guy that knows everything, that, that all adds up in your uh, your ledger. It sounds good to me. And we uh, circle around to Vinny. Vinny, buddy, who do you trust least out of your barons? Here's the thing. I think I understand uh, Jonas at this point. He's sort of a goody-goody. You know, he can't hold his drink, whatever. He's smart. He's real smart. That's why I keep him around. He knows what's going on. He's, uh, Terrence, you know, prior to this, I've only had business dealings with him. So I'm giving him the opportunity to show me. It doesn't mean I trust him. I don't know much about the guy. What factions are you missing? You're a clean slate, right? Clean slate, blank. Jonas, tell us what he highlights, marks, and gives us a rumor on. So did you say Jonas? Uh, it was Terrence. Oh, sorry. Terrence, yeah. Bad, I know bad. Jonas. He's fine. <laughs> we were talking about Jonas so much. I'm like, wait, ah, my bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, Vinny's got uh, some pretty serious insights into what's going on at the Fae Court. So Wild seems like a pretty natural one to be marking. He'd have some some insights what's going on there. All right, go ahead and mark Wild and tell us something about the, uh, the moves in Nocturne that are going on that you know about. After the um, the shift in power, the, sh- the shift in wild, uh, the power dynamic of wild, uh, the other courts are not too happy. They're not too happy to have another player on the board. There's rumors about uh, them trying to s- kind of crush this upstart. So there's a little bit of a target on our backs being the new boys in town, especially since we've got a, a gambit. You know, we've got we've got a power here. We got we got a veteran, an oracle. You know, I'm talking to vampires. I'm talking to werewolves. It never happened before. They don't like new stuff. They don't like change. And change is definitely something odd to come out of the court of stone. So, uh, Titania rolls out this edict that a new uh, duke has been elevated. Uh, the court of stone loses their uh, first seated knight on that day because you you're no longer part of that court. You're now your own thing. And this is a big disruption. So this is all all kind of echoing through Fey Courts and so on. We've got a lot of different great rumors going on, a lot of good build-up here. Everyone's got their start of session moves. Vinny, did you have anything you needed to do before we get kicking? No, no, I think, uh, I think I'm good. All right. So let's flash to the action. You guys are headed towards Fingers, right? Who is allegedly a little bit of an ass. It's like a dick. What's the, what's the, what's the word? That's what's allegedly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Avowedly a dick, allegedly an ass. Tell me a little bit about uh, who's driving, who's going where, and who's going to open the door and confront this dick. Well, Vincent is always driving. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I do not know how we have not stopped for gas since this pig, but uh, here we are. It must run on fey magic. <laughs> fey, fey magic. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And yeah, so we are headed to Fingers, but Fingers is Terrence. That's, this is your. This is your boy. So take it away. Yeah, Fingers. So Fingers, there's no doors involved with Fingers. You're going to find him in an alley, under a bridge, somewhere somewhere dirty, somewhere filthy, somewhere somewhere aesthetic like that, right? Uh, he, he dresses like he's homeless, um, raggedy clothing, 
fingerless gloves. He's got this hood that he wears up, and really only his nose and his chin stick out of it. So he dresses and, like he's homeless, lives under a bridge, but he isn't homeless. No, not him. Well, Terrence suspects <laughs> that he's actually a professional of some kind because his shoes are too are too nice and his fingernails are too clean and little details don't add up. But he's never been able to figure out who exactly this guy is. He's a bit of a mystery to Terrence, and that's part of what he doesn't like about him. So you roll up to the overpass, I guess, that he lives under? So I think it. Yeah, I, I imagine it's going to be several different overpasses, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's a, he's a floating, <laughs> a floating yeah, source. Yeah, so. yeah. So we're checking a few. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Terrence texts him. So uh, you know, where are we tonight? And finally, yes, we 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 roll up on the overpass or under the overpass. Under the overpass. All right. Talking, talking like like garbage fire, you know, in a barrel, the whole nine yards. So he's warming his uh, his long oddly immaculate hands over the uh, the fire. Kind of jerks his hooded head at you, getting you out of the car. Says, come here. Good evening, fingers. It's been some time. Yeah, he flips you the finger. <sighs> Indeed. Indeed. Gentlemen, this is fingers. He has one for each of you. I got one here too, buddy. Well, I, I, this, if this is how we say hello. My name is Jonas Weber. You may have heard of me. Nocturne by Nights. This is my podcast. Yeah? Do you want to roll that for me? With their face to a name? Yeah. Maybe maybe you've heard of him. Maybe he's heard of you. Maybe he owes Perhaps. You. Perhaps he does. I don't think he does. Uh, that was a six. Typical. I have for some Somehow I owe everyone, and everyone hates me. So it just seems to be on brand. It, it could be that uh, you just don't know him. He doesn't know you. You've never really had a lot of connection. That sounds like what it is here. So I'm going to lean on that one. You don't know him a debt. He doesn't owe you a debt. Yeah, he's never heard of you before. He doesn't have uh, serious radio or anything like that. That's no a shame. XM for him. I think you'd like it. You seem like the kind of guy that would be into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Terrence, what can I do for you? Well, fingers, business as usual. I'm needing exotic materials. Type you know how to obtain. What's in it for me? Well, there's a number of ways you could look at this tonight, fingers. Normally, I'd be willing to banter and haggle and discuss things at length, but well, keep finding myself with hostile wizards trying to kill me. So I'm going to go well settle the score. And for a man such as yourself. It could leave some openings that you could take advantage of hmm? in the power structure. Fingers is part of power, and he does nod. And he's he's a little bit tired of being left out in the uh, literal and figurative cold. As he's as he's thinking this through, and as you're you're talking about this, and sirens kind of wail in the night, as they do in Nocturne. Uh, I want I want to know what everyone's spirit is. Just uh, just tell me or flash me a yeah. Just tell me a number where your spirit is. It's five. Um, Mills, Eins, Fey. Good, good, good. Jonas, while they're discussing and bantering back and forth, you realize, because you know better, those aren't sirens. Or maybe they're not all sirens. Those are also werewolf owls. Nocturne does have a tendency to cloud things and keep things covered. And it seems like maybe there's a wolf pack on the prowl right now in the area. Business is going to have to be conducted quickly, or, well, bad things are going to happen. I'm, gentlemen, I am so sorry to interrupt this complex business dealing we have of fingers and wagging and, and, and flipping off. Um, but uh, very quickly, fingers, are you familiar with this area? How are the, is the werewolves um, particularly upset? Are they a little fanatical here at the moment? Uh, are we going to be cool? Should we be moving on? What, what do you think? Fucking werewolves, why? Also, I hear them. There's a pack coming. You can you can feel him squint within the hood. You can't really see it because all you've got is the beak coming out. 
But uh, you can feel it kind of kind of furrow its brown. He says, ah, shit. And I didn't bring the silver bullets. Brought the other bullets. Because this jackass wanted them. And he looks at Terrence. Well, perhaps if you wore a proper overcoat, you would have enough pockets to contain both. Terrence is losing his composure <laughs> having to talk with this guy. <laughs> he throws his robe open. And it's like the, the stereotypical, like, you want to watch, but it's all fucking ammo. He's like, yeah, I got a lot of pockets. And my fingers are in a lot of pies. I'm a little busy, and I didn't plan for werewolves. What you guys do to piss them off? I assure you, it wasn't us. But, you know, they do get stirred up. The moon. Yes, that. this is true. They are prickly little things. And there are, uh, you know, many things happening out there in the darkness at the moment. I, fingers, I don't know how aware. Maybe we should talk in the car. Would you like a ride somewhere? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would fucking like a ride. Away from these fucking wolves. Yeah, this sounds great. Vinny, Vinny, yes. Uh, where should we go? Uh, to baby back to Terrence's, yeah? You look like you could you look like you could use a plate of spaghetti. You want some spaghetti? You look famished. Well, I'm going to get some spaghetti. Come on, come on, in the car. We're going to get spaghetti. <laughs> As he gets loaded in the car, he kind of weakly protests. like, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but I could, could really go for a sandwich from Arthur's. <laughs> 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 Arthur, the aforementioned delicatessen, who is also a werewolf. Uh, yeah, Arthur's is safe, right? It's still in one piece. As long as he's not one of the ones, like, yipping around. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this sounds good to me. Let's go see Arthur. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. You're sure they're not closed for a religious holiday this evening, hmm? Hey, we can check. We'll check. We'll see if it's cool. Oh, man, I've never seen Arthur like that before. Hey, this could be cool. Yeah, let's go, buddy. Arthur's. Yeah, give you, give, give me, like, five minutes with him. I'll get him there. Terrence kind of, like, sighs weakly in protest and starts fishing one of uh, Vinny's cigars out of the console. <laughs> All right, so you load into the car. I imagine um, Terrence and Fingers are in the back. Vinny is driving... Uh, Giannis is up front shotgun. Uh, Fingers is definitely going to try and conduct the last of his business here. Do you have a debt that Fingers owes you? Is that is that something you're trying to leverage here? Uh, if I remember right, we are even. I'm looking through here. Oh, uh, actually, I owe Fingers one for, for Cold Steel. Mm. That's right. Oh, now we just saved him from werewolves. Mm, I don't know about that. I think you all made a, a prestigious retreat at the same time. I don't think that's a debt. Exactly. He won't look at it that way, at least. But it does leave you a little bit of a better bargaining position. I will give. You, I will give you that. Uh, what are you trying to give him? Like, what are you? What are you going to do to to get these mage burning bullets off of his hands? Keeping in mind that this is, if this ever gets back, that a mage sold those to someone out there killing mages, <laughs> fingers is not going to die. He's going to beg for death for a hundred years. From from what Terrence's understanding of the situation, he's going to be eliminating most of the people who would be in a position to to enforce that kind of uh, um, custom regulation and leaving some room for for fingers to advance himself and you know maybe have a have a little coven of wizards of his own to to send out to meet people under overpasses. Okay, so you're you're giving him a promise that you're going to elevate him in power and stature by killing these other mages. Oh, leave him room to advance, right? I see it as a as a hierarchy, as a as a power structure like that. Yeah, I could see that as persuade. That seems weighty enough, especially with you guys being in a position where you just just kind of moved him away from some werewolves. Yeah, yeah. classic proxy war tactics. Like, sure, oh. sure, sure. <laughs> so go ahead and roll. Because you seem like a nice guy. Maybe you could be a, like a knight in my my barony, huh? Are you gonna offer him that? Not yet. Let's see how let's see how Terence rolls. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> 
Want me to roll a persuade? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. I was I was saving it for Lemmy, but All right, we'll see. Persuade is with a heart, and I have a plus two bonus to that, so that's nice. an eight plus two for a ten. He he hands it over. He says, "You know what? You got a really good point. You didn't get these from me. Never saw me. Uh, I'm gonna get out and have a sandwich, and you guys have a good night." What well, I, I think Terrence does his best to contain his shock at such an amiable transaction. <laughs> like, I feel I feel like we should perhaps talk with Zalta as well. Like I guess. While we're here and check in, yeah, we haven't talked to him since uh, you know comets started raining down from the sky, so a lot's happened. Let's make a fine sandwich. Speaking of which, fingers, you see that? That used to be my apartment over there. That smoking pile of rubble. It's a very bad shame. I wonder if my hard drives are available in there. Mmm. Didn't have any wards up. Me? No, no, I did. I don't have any wards. No. Mmm. Oh man, you should really get one. Get with one of us. We can hook you up with some really good wards. Shit like that doesn't I happen. I don't in my know places. very many visits. I, I know uh, Lemmy. You know Lemmy? Yeah. Yeah, Lemmy's kicked me out of a couple of bars. Yeah, so that's it. But he never offered me wards. Well, maybe I can do something that Lemmy can't. You, 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 you get a hold of me later. So as you pull up to Arthur's, uh, you notice that, yeah, Jonas's place is smashed by a rock. If I remember right, it landed directly in the middle of a table. And, uh, and Arthur's isn't looking too good either. But something you'll notice is while the, the windows are, are broken and they've been boarded up, uh, there's also something else going on. Um, there's claw marks on the, uh, the wood. Pretty high up, probably like if you think about like full full height windows in front of like a, a bodega, the the claw marks start on the uh, concrete or the facade, the the stone above those windows and go down. Okay. Oh boy, someone's trying to get in. Uh, can I use psychometry on the claw marks? Psychometry is powerful. Let's see. We still have to you. look at these newspapers too, but yeah. Like you got a lot of things you got to do. Everyone should be feeling pretty swamped with, with duties and obligations. So many duties, so many obligations. The, you know, it's, it's particularly for objects. Yeah, it's, I mean, you could use it, but you're going to get a very limited number of answers. I'm not going to tell you no. You have to ask from the list when it has lists like this. You, you could ask the history of this object, which might get you something. Uh, what bands, wards, or limits are attached to this object, which is an interesting question. Uh, where does this object belong? Not going to be too useful. What secrets or mysteries has this object been privy to? And what strong emotions have been most recently near this object? Now, this is just on a quick, casual observation of the storefront. There's no saying that there might be a more interesting object around, but you can use psychometry multiple times if you really wish. But if you miss, you're going to take minus one ongoing. Yeah, that's not For great, the rest yeah. of the scene. As, it's not uh, great. Um, then let's 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 take a look around first. I just wanted to see if I could do it. So let's see what let's see what's the rest of uh, what other stories there is to tell here. So you guys just wander around the front of the the bodega. You don't go in. You don't peek in. What are you guys doing? No, no. I was I was waiting for my friends here. I am not the uh, bravest fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I will look. I, maybe I will go up and look through the window at the door. Okay. You look through the door, and you're looking at not the inside of the bodega. You're looking at the back of some sort of machine. There's like a, a kind of a grayish metal. There's a couple of tubes. For those of you who might be more familiar with machinery, he's basically staring at the back of a freezer that's been shoved up against the door. All right, all right. I don't like this. I think we tag. We gotta get in, boys. Well, I could be misunderstanding Vincent, but it would appear that they're trying to prevent entry to this particular structure. Hmm? Uh, yeah, but 
the claw marks say that someone got in. Well, it's the very least attempted to, yeah. But who would be attacking Asas? Maybe it's because he has helped us. And now I feel terrible. Maybe. Not only have rocks completely destroyed the neighborhood, but now now it seems he is under assault by his own kind. So perhaps we should. It's a, a back entrance, perhaps. Do you have a way to get in? Do we have this? Do one of you have his phone number? I have not actually picked up a new phone since I threw mine into the uh, the river, uh, so I don't. But uh, it's, it's it's it should be right available uh, on uh, you know on any sort of uh, phone listing. You know, he's a place of business. He's got to offer his information freely. Maybe I will try a different approach. Maybe I, maybe something a little more archaic. I start banging <laughs> right on the door. Asa, Asa, it's Jonas, Vinny, and Terrence. Are you in there? All right. As you start hammering on the door, uh, you do notice something kind of at your feet as as the dust kind of gets kicked up. You notice a little bit of glint of a light kind of almost wedged into the, the uh, bottom of the door. Like something metallic, kind of brassy, maybe bronzy. Just wedged into the door? Like at the bottom, like it was kicked there accidentally and kind of got forgotten. Oh no. Oh no. It's may- it's maybe... And flat enough to be sort of wedged into the bottom? Or am I, boys, am I about to pick up a landmine? Is that this... <laughs> Can I make a perception check? Can I make an investigation check? Uh, <laughs> no, it's, check it's, it's bronzy or brassy. There are no traps. Okay, I will. That you, that you find. Right, I, will, I will pick it up. It is a mostly uh, beaten up and mangled badge, like a police badge or an FBI badge, or maybe some sort of rank or insignia. It's hard to say. It's really, really beat up. Terrence, does this mean anything to you? Well, that would be symbol of some sort of authority, law enforcement, military. Little to be made out from it now, I'm afraid. Oh, you're, you're muted. I said, give me just a moment. I feel like I've just prepared for this, and now I will use psychometry. Holy smokes, that is a 13. Oh, God. All right, so you get to ask me three questions from yes. that list. Let us say, where does this object belong? Okay. It belongs in a museum or pinned to a paladin's chest, a Templar's chest. A Templar? A crusader's chest. Okay. What secrets or mysteries has this object been privy to? There is a whole <laughs> list of those. The most pertinent ones that I can give you are this was at one point not just a, uh, a badge, like a police badge, but it also held other symbology uh, kind of woven into it. The mortals of Nocturne, uh, long ago, they formed or joined with organizations like the Knights Templar. Their hunters and their veterans are seated throughout the mortal police force. This was one of their symbols, one of their badges, one of their emblems. So last question. So you, you, have, you have psychometric proof for yourself of basically... Uh, the Masons have overtaken the, the oh, yeah. police force. No, I'm, trust me, I am, I am geeking out at the moment internally. <laughs> I feel like that is really tied to the history, so I'm not going to ask the history of this object, but I will ask, I guess, the more pertinent question, which is what strong emotions have recently been near this object? Unholy terror. Like, biblical fear. Um, Terrence, can I, can I bother you for just a moment? As my eyes, like, suddenly, like, the pupils show back up. Uh, were you were you having uh, were you having you a know, moment, have, uh, Jonas? I, I think I'm starting. Oh to boy, see was these. I having a moment? Are you familiar with you know? I know you listen to the podcast, and I've done several episodes on the Knights Templar and their connection to um, many of the underpinnings and uh, 
I had a, a recent theory is that they were ingrained in some of the hunter society and even as deep as the police force, maybe even the military. Yeah. Um, I could independently confirm some of these statements for you, Jonas, but I feel that you have a point you're making. But this is continue. what we're looking at. This is a this this artifact is a quite ancient, quite old, and belonged to such a figure. And whoever just recently owned it or possessed it or was close by it was very, very afraid at the, the moment. So that's like I'm in, I'm sensing an intense fear. Ah, uh, the hunters grew bold and paid dearly. Is that what you're thinking? You you think the hunters did this? You, you think they attacked? Awesome. It does fit the profile of their typical targets, hmm? Hmm? The, the teeth and the fur and, and the growing large in the moon. <laughs> Try your fingers. Do you have anything anything you can add? So do you have a way to get into this place? You turn around to talk to fingers. He's long gone. Oh, that's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he just booked it, man. He's yeah, I, ju- I just, I, I just, I just like sort of flipping off just in a random direction. I didn't get to <laughs> flip him off on the way. <laughs> He's 360. I don't know. I kind of liked him. I thought he was a nice guy. We gotta, we gotta get in there and make sure that Arthur's okay. He's not answering my call. I now I'm out of options. Steve, are you here? I'm just, I'm just <laughs> ba- banging on the the the, the clapboard Steve's or whatever's coming. Steve's not there. <laughs> okay, so you're banging on the the yeah, Arthur, Arthur, and just banging on the door and banging on the, you know. Terrence, you're the smart one. You got any ideas? Any plans, there, buddy? Oh. I'm sure after years of handling Arthur's books, I should have his number in my business contact somewhere. I don't know why I hadn't thought of it till now. Okay, yeah, sure. Actually, you're probably smart enough to remember it off the top of your head. You're the type of person that would keep that keep that sharp. It, it is numbers, yeah. yeah. So, so, so Terrence fishes out his phone and dials up Arthur and holds up the phone ringing, waiting for an answer. Goes to voicemail. Hmm, troubling. Get the impression that Arthur may not be, well, ready to make us a sandwich. This is a shame, because I was a little hungry. I didn't really want spaghetti, but as soon as as soon as Vincent mentioned spaghetti, <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, I could eat. So we either go we either go in there now and figure out if he's okay or not, or we wait till uh, the moon situation is quieted down and check on him tomorrow. Well, I'm sure he would forgive the intrusion. And not, not if he's not himself. That is a valid point. And I, much like our friend Fingers, find myself quite unprepared to deal with such a threat. You know, if, See what if I he's mean, a, though. Somewhat of a dick, no? Oh, he sucks. Absolutely. Simply the worst. Yeah, I thought he was okay. <laughs> you, were, you were gonna take him as a knight? Like, I, I give you I give you this this prestigious honor, and that, that tool bag's the first person that you, you, you choose with it. He seemed like a handy guy to have around. You're fired. <laughs> you're done. Just, you're not, you know, I'm kicking you out. You're done. Just for that, <laughs> you guys hear a a booming kind of rumble through the the stones of the street. Something with great weight approaches you from one of the alleyways. Oh, fingers! Is that you? <laughs> no, that that is that rumbling. That, that rumbling, I think, feels a little familiar. Perhaps we should get yeah, back let's in move. the car. Yes. Yeah, let's get back in the car, please. As you retreat towards the car, a voice bellows out. It bellows out Vincenti's name. And a giant blue-black hand rounds the alley at about halfway up the second story. Vinny, this is a troll. They are one of the enforcers of the the Court of Stone, and Mm. they are done with your upstart bullshit, and it is here to claim your ass. And along with you, all of your upstart barons as well are going to be made an example of. 
do you guys ship bricks or do you just start building houses? <laughs> this, uh, this situation hasn't become but isn't a conflict quite yet, but as the makings of one, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's a point where it's not really escalated, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, Terrence runs the numbers really quick in his head. Their chances of getting away, uh, just hopping in the car, and, well, he takes out that revolver that's still loaded up with cold steel ammunition, and, uh... I for fucking got about that. Okay. I was going to do the same. I also have a gun with cold steel in it. I, I got my auto-fire shotgun, so... <laughs> So this is going to be, um, this is a move I'm using is called gun to a knife fight, yeah. When you escalate a conflict, you roll with mind rather than blood, right? Yeah, that's the one. That's a good one. So you're shooting him and you said the kneecap as it rounds down? Yeah, them? yeah. Try and try and slow him down. Keep him from getting too close because uh, you don't want to be within a troll's reach, right? So we'll roll with mind. That's a nine plus two for an 11. All right. Uh, on a hit, you inflict harms established which is three for your pistol, and it's cold steel. So I'm going to take that into account as well. Uh, you get to also choose one. You can either inflict terrible harm or take something from that troll. And we've I'm... seen that you can take a lot of things from people. That last episode was dire. Going to uh, going to take away this troll's desire or, or competence to perform this, this assassination. Gonna gonna harm him so bad out the gate that he doesn't feel that he can complete it. Okay, so you're gonna basically like strip his morale. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Cool. Oof. Uh, three harm, cold steel. Uh, we're gonna bump that up to at least one more. You shoot him in the kneecap, and it doesn't just shatter the kneecap. Uh, you you perform battlefield amputation with it. He loses the entire lower leg. As he comes around that, he steps out, bellowing Vincenti's name, and you just go, you know what, we're not even going to play with this. You shoot him in the knee, the bottom of the leg drops off, and he rips, like, half of the top of uh, Arthur's, like, three-story bodega, like, just, just tears it off as he stumbles to the ground, bellowing in pain and anger. My apologies, Vincent. I do hope that was not a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. He did know your name. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't know him personally. You know, no, don't worry about it. Forget about it. Do you guys get into the car, or do you just kind of, like, piss on this troll's dignity? Well, how dare he, number one. Yeah, f- first off, do they know, does he know who the fuck we are? Yeah, yeah, can I, can I use my thing? Can I, can I use it? My behold, my behold the Metatron. You know, if I present myself to the agents of my enemies, I can roll with spirits, and on the hits, they scatter or flee or throw down their weapons and surrender or attack just me. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Do I it. just feel like I should do something, you know? I have to, we have to, you know, we are, we are big boys now. I mean, it, it would be beneath the Duke to deal with this at this point. Oh, yeah, so that's it's exactly what do, right? Okay, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so here's what I'm going to say. Is that to say <laughs> nine, uh, but I will say something terrible is about to happen. So we'll take all our, our plus funds forwards. Okay, so that pushes it up to a 10. And the thing that is terrible is me. So it is a 10. On a 10, I take plus one armor for the scene. Against that target of, well, any of your enemies. Against, yes. Well, it just says, uh, yeah, them for the scene, yeah. Let me pull something up here real quick. Because uh, I want to look at that move. Remember, that is from the other, the other book. Yeah, I had to find it. That's why it took me a moment. Uh, <laughs> so I was actually going to trip something else here. And, and screw you guys a little bit. But that move, timed that way, that's a great opportunity. As this troll, like, drops down, 
and, and is clawing for stability. There is a burning moat that you see in the sky streaking down. It seems oddly familiar. It's not a rock. It's a demon. As as you guys notice this, uh, Jonas is, is just tied up in getting this solved, and he presents himself as this archangel of, I will rip your soul out of your body, do you even fucking know? As he does so, Argent light boils off of him, lightning streaks through the sky, and that moat of fire stops midair, back wings, and then tears off to the north. And the troll begins feebly crawling away as well. You have presented yourself to your enemies, not necessarily the ones you know and see, but all of your enemies, and they recognize maybe not today is the day to fuck with Jonas. Who art thou to stand before the barons of the storm? <laughs> just a light just illuminating behind him, these angel wings. Yep, sure. I'm here for it. They scatter or flee. They, yeah, you've you've absolutely broken a demon spirit to... I was going to have him come in and everything. Um, well done. Well done. All right. Well, I'm satisfied now. Can we go? Make me proud, boys. Eh, okay. Yeah, that's why I keep him around. Good job, boys. Seriously. Seriously. I didn't have to lift a finger. That was amazing. I mean, it's not that... I mean, listen, Vincent, I know when you're going to die. It's not a big deal. Not my first time dealing with a troll, Vincent. You know, not to ever fill me in on that information. Okay? Don't need to know. It's a good Don't want to know. <laughs> it's a good uh, one. <laughs> as long as it's good. As long as it's good. All right. Let's get in the damn car. This is too much. All right. So what's the plan after that? So that should uh, that takes care of the uh, the rounds for, for the revolver. We were working on the, uh, the anti-magic uh, coats for those two, as I recall. When we had to run out and go see fingers. Yeah, so uh, what we go back to your? Uh, am I driving to your workshop or? Was either there the felt pimento? I also need night, so because I couldn't even mock wild there. So I, I would love to be able to do that. You know, perhaps I will. I will. I will call Vilma. Maybe text text Vilma. Hey, just. Okay. I need to check out that graveyard anyway. So yeah. Could we pop in there quickly on the way? Oh, I got those. I got those rounds for myself. That's an advancement, yeah. Because I mark, I mark mortality for using my workshop to make myself something. That's right. That is an advancement. I forgot about that. I forgot hey, that hey. you do that. It's very generous of you. Very yeah, nice. I'll probably never do it again on reflection. But for the, for now, for this game, that's that's the rules that we're dealing with. Yeah, the coats. That's going to take you a couple of days because it's really about uh, re redealing. <laughs> redoing the upholstering machine so that it can make jackets rather than couch covers. And that's really the limitation there. Going to the graveyard seems to be what the uh, Court of Storms is up to now. So you hop in the Dragula and head on out, yeah? Uh, yeah, you know it. Is, is uh, uh, Terrence, are you coming with us? Or are you staying behind to work on your things? Or? Probably be best if I Stuck with the two of you. Hmm? Never know. I don't know what trouble you might get into without old Darren's around. <laughs> we're doing good, boys. This is amazing. It's not like flipping around the yeah. pistol you gave me, like just like haphazardly, just stupidly. Darren flinches a little bit. <laughs> Please tell me it's got a safety. Wait, no, it's a Derringer. It doesn't have a safety. Oh God, yeah, why? It's a, it's a zip gun, and it's unreliable. <laughs> oh, and uh, and by the way, we we definitely will have um, Dragula playing in the Dragon. Oh, every time, again. every time we go to see Vilma. <laughs> You got it. So you go to see Vilma at her court, 
remind me who has debts on her and who owes her debts. And so I remember there was a lot of tension and back and forth on that last. Well, she owes me because Steve was a, a real bummer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, clean slate with uh, with Wilma. And yeah, I, th- I think me too. Yeah, I think uh, she called me out. I, yeah, it's, it's something neutralized out mm-hmm. at that point because I think I did owe her at some point. You did originally, All yes, right. but perhaps when she got a little feisty and we had to put her in her place. And boy, <laughs> am I going to go in there with some big swinging brass cojones now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So brass cojones swinging. You arrive at the cemetery, Nocturne's finest cemetery. All the graves that you could ever want. Filma and her court is somewhere in abeyance. Uh, they dwell on the other side of uh, mortal realms, kind of in the shadows, where death itself hangs out. You call to her, you summon her, you perform dark rites. How do you how do you get Filma's attention today? Oh, how will I get Filma's attention? Uh, I will just enter, obviously, with my friends in my at my back. And I will enter the graveyard and I will walk up to that uh, that mausoleum that she typically holds court in. Um, and I will see the specters sort of flitting in and out, you know, as they like to do, sort of, you know, just in the corner of your vision, just to mess with you. Um, and I will just sort of ignore that and keep walking forward towards the door and I will just begin shouting, Vilma, uh, the Baron of Storms requests your presence, madam. We have some business to discuss. As he does that, I'm going to cast glamours on him. Uh, and so uh, his eyes actually go like white blue with electric power. And every time he talks, uh, like the corner of his eyes get a little longer, almost like it's reacting to his voice. So it uh, gives these words a sort of like Raiden, to sort of like Raiden-esque uh, look to his eyes. Bad news, buddy. Does he owe you that? Oh, do I owe? Do I owe? Which, which way? Because you're using fairy, you're using fairy magic <laughs> yeah. there, buddy. Yep. And that, that yeah, comes with the cost. Do I? Uh, what is our debt situation, Vincente? I think I still owe you two debts, actually. You owe me two? Yeah, you owe me two for helping you decipher a couple visions, but... Uh, I think you can, in that case, use it without cashing the debts with your... I, I owe him. He doesn't owe me. How does that work? Good for him, in this case. For glamours of fate powers, whenever you use a fate power, choose one. I didn't see any addendum to that, although I might be using an older book. You've got a... Yeah, hang on. Let me find it. Oh, that'd be cool if I, I don't have to take the corruption on that. Well, I mean, give and take, I guess. You know, it's what it is, yeah. I've, I've used quite a bit of corruption. You've got scales of justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let me let me read that. I don't have, I've don't have, never had to use that before. May cash in a debt with someone to use a power from fairy magic uh, at the, on them at no cost. Okay. That doesn't work in this case because you would have to owe them. No, because exactly. Yeah. Do I owe you anything, Jonas? You know, I, you know, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like you should, to be honest. We didn't really discuss that. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I think, I, you know, I think you definitely should owe me something. I've done so much for you in this short period of time. I, I made you a baron. Yes, I swore my allegiance to you. I just, I just saved <laughs> just, you from a troll <laughs> and a demon at the same time. Like a baron is supposed to. Tell you, either way, I'm going to cast the glamours. I'm just going to take, uh, I'll take the point of corruption. All right. Okay. So this is cool for me. I know nothing. Right. <laughs> I know nothing. How much corruption you got now, buddy? Uh, so that's two points out of five. All right, not bad, not bad. No, it's all right. Uh, not, not bad. No. All right, so you're glamoured the hell up, and uh, the door opens to the mausoleum, and a familiar voice is, well, hey, Baron. Steve. How are you? Well, 
I'm good. Oh, that's great. That is good. I see they have you opening doors now. That is so good. You've come so far. Yeah. His eyes are wildly <laughs> flashing with all this conversation. His eyes are just going nuts with You're the like You're doing so well for yourself, pal. While he's talking. You keep up this kind of this 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 effort and this sort of attitude. I see you going places. I got promoted. That is just fantastic. Congratulations. I was opening walls. Yeah. Keeping them closed. I forget. But now look at you opening doors. Opening doors and just walking I through can do them. this. Anyways, can... this has been great. Yeah. Great catching up with you. Uh, uh, where's Vilma? Wasn't I supposed to do you some favor? Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, yes, you were, yeah. Pulling something. It wasn't opening, it was pulling, but mm. perhaps that was a little below you. And he kind of dissipates into nothingness as he loses track of what he's supposed this to be is, doing. This is great. So we are going to discuss this. Uh, Vilma, my dear. A cold voice seeps through the mausoleum. Vilma says, Jonas, so soon? Well, you know, so here's the thing. Uh, uh, that was a mm. bit of a um, bumble. Yeah, we had an important task to do. I know everybody's aware. We are big things. And you gave me Steve. Steve, great guy, by the way, that Steve. Let me tell you. Really good at opening doors, apparently. Not great at pulling things. Uh, so. I know. How are you, though? How are things here? Disappointed. Disappointed? What? I was hoping you'd be dead. Well, that's a shame. It is. It is very much a shame. Did you want to spend, uh, like, more more time with me? Is that what you were thinking, or...? Oh, you'd be so much more useful, Dad, and so much more powerful. Although you've come up in the world. She gestures at your eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm the Baron of Storms now. Mm. You've you've made many people angry. Yes, well, what day is it? Does it end with fi? What, what, what are you doing in my court today? Well, I was sort of hoping you would be, you know, a bit nicer, for one. I don't know where all this hostility is constantly coming from. It is not normally okay to just say, hey, how's it going? I wish you were dead. You know, it's kind of rude, especially to someone of, you know, my station, if you will. But I am willing to forgive this trespass if you assist us with something else. Above board, that sounds a lot like a threat. Are you threatening her? Is it, would we consider as a threat? Uh, that, that, that's that got some ominous weight to it. Okay, we're, let's keep going, though. Okay. The complete mood change in Jonas here. <laughs> the complete reversal of character. It's a switch of power, and now his brass ball. It's a good change. It's a good change. <laughs> we fought demons. We fought trolls. It's been a wild ride here. It's been a wild thirty minutes. All right. I sat. I sat in front of a computer most of the time before this. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah. As I was saying, apparently we both have mm, a problem. That is. And that is that maybe power, maybe the Court of Stone are, are sort of messing with your territory and also messing with our, you know, thing we have going on here. She hisses and the various crypts in the mausoleum start to open before she gets a handle on it. Yes, they have been messing with my territory. What of it? Well, I think we should be friends. I mean, I think this is a, this is amicable. You know, the friends of my enemies. Uh, how is this that saying go, Vincent? I don't remember. Uh, the, uh, enemy of, uh, my yeah, see, enemies, my friend. No, I do, so here's the problem. I don't consider us enemies. Why do we have to be enemies? We don't have to be enemies. We've always been amicable. I've never considered you an enemy. Yes, exactly. So, let us help each other, then, as friends do. We are making moves. Look at this, look at this group. Look at how powerful this Court of Storms is. You could be allied with us. And here's the thing. 
We're not messing with graveyards. We're not messing with the graves. And these bastards are coming after us as well as you. Think of what we could do together, yeah? She thinks. You can really tell that she is thinking this through, trying to balance out her own sovereignty and also getting the Court of Stones out of her graveyard and also balancing all of that with allying herself with an upstart power that could be crushed at any moment. What do you want out of her? Because you've got her on the ropes just a little bit. What are you trying to get here? We are looking for information. That is all. What we need to know is what is the Court of Stone doing in your graveyard? Where do they perhaps have these artifacts of power? Is there a way we think we can perhaps push them out of your territory in one fell swoop, in one sharp movement, and perhaps cripples them at the same time? I feel like you would know this. I feel like you're working on this. You're smart, Vilma. I know you are. How can we help you is the bigger question. Uh, go ahead and give me a persuade. It's not my specialty. No, it is not. But you, you put yourself uh, out there in heart, the grass. Right? Yeah, it is. It's with heart. Oh, okay. But that's a nine. Would it be better if it was a ten? I mean, it's always better <laughs> if it's a ten. Do you have something that can give him a ten? Um, I can lend a hand through invested and roll with mind to, uh, to try and assist you. Bump it up that extra point. <laughs> of course he would take the move called invested. What were you thinking? And I was also going with the MC discretion here, but I was hoping like maybe the lightning eyes maybe helped out a little. Maybe he gets a little plus one on that, you know? Not a plus one, but he's definitely got clout. That's part of what's really backing it up. If it was just if it was just Jonas coming in as yeah, okay. the, the worn out mage, that would she would laugh him off and be trying to get him to convert over to knight and become a specter for her, which is her end goal. Um, but you know, holding that power from the, the Court of Storms, that puts him at a point where he can negotiate as an equal, possibly. Okay. Which is why she's listening to him in the first place. So you definitely make this possible. Uh, invested, when someone owes you two or more debts and you lend them a hand. Wow. Okay. Roll that shit. All right. And as per the, uh, the last advance, I now have a bonus of three to mind. So let's see how this plays out. That's a nine plus three. That's a twelve. You guys, I'm gonna start billing uh, you for I, the alcohol. I don't know why you're not used to after these shows. Okay, so you get a, uh, <laughs> you can give him a plus one or a minus two. I imagine you give him a plus one. Yeah. Tell me how you do it. So as Jonas is speaking, Terrence is just kind of standing at his shoulder, looking calm, collected, professional, mopping troll blood from his suit with a handkerchief. Okay. So just being an ominous presence of another baron. And not just ominous, but but competent. Psychopath. <laughs> oh, Kidoke. Yeah, that'll push you that f- last little bit. So that gives you what? Yeah. 10? That's a 10. Oh, persuade. <sighs> okay, this was actually a lot harder than I was passing it off to be because she is not just reluctant to provide the information. She is laboring under uh, compulsion. So as you ask this of her, she begins to shriek and tear at her flesh. Uh, portions of her begin to rip away, revealing an older William. Something is setting up uh, a very nasty compulsion on on your specter friend. She's not able to tell you where these, uh, these graves are and what's going on until she resolves this conflict. As she tears herself literally apart in front of your eyes, there are two figures. There is Filma, 
and then there is a desiccated corpse of William. With one last final shriek, she raises a fist, lightning jumps from Vinny, Terence, and Jonas to her fist, and she shatters that old form. She just destroyed her mortal tether. She is now an ascendant specter, and she is now beyond compulsion by power. As that body scatters to ashes in the mausoleum, there is a hollow boom throughout all of Nocturne as that compulsion breaks, and she turns, and with the absolute most confidence you've ever heard this badass specter bitch ever say, she says, I will help you. We will destroy Power's Hold and the Court of Stone, but it will cost you. She points at Vinny. I will be your Baroness. I turned around, I'm just like, eh? Uh, we'll, we'll review your resume and you've got excellent credentials. You really do. The mausoleum explodes, literally shatters around okay, you. Okay, 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 you're a baroness, you're a baroness, <laughs> okay? Okay, I was pulling your chain, calm down, doll. She, shake, she shakes her head, looms over you, and says, not a baroness, your baroness. The Court of Stone will be gone. The Court of Storms will reign triumphant. And I will be the Baroness of the Court of Storms. As in... Because of like a clever nickname? Like we will just call you the Baroness? Is that what's happening? Are you talking about a female exclusivity or exclusivity to the title period? She leans in closer and she says, I wish to be your... Baroness. Okay. She wants to put herself in a position at your right hand as the leading member of your gotcha. court. Gotcha. Gotcha. And there is the other intimation there as well. Yep. Okay. You, I mean, if you're going to take seductive fey powers, I'm going to turn that back on you, buddy. I'm dating this vampire chick, though. And <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. Um, hey, listen, man, you're a dude. You can kind of get around. You don't play okay. the field. You know? We'll start with one. Uh, Jonas... Is, is she, is she, uh, I mean, I saw just what happened, but she, she's worth assault. Like, yeah. Vilma? I mean, yeah, she's okay. Yeah. She's a bit, she gets a bit of an attitude sometimes, as you can tell. I mean, look at her now. I mean, you're very calm, but you got comp- compelled by some visits, it looks like. I mean, come on, Vilma. This, this is Bush League shit, but whatever. But yeah, no, she's cool, man. All right. Uh, this. Just got to watch that temper, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's the thing. Okay. That's the condition. All right. I will say yes. You you will be my ne- my next in command. Okay. However. <laughs> well, I mean, I wait, wait, wait. Hold on a minute. But where does that put Terence and I? You know, there are different seats. You know, there's different si- seats at the table. Eh, the now I'm feeling bad. Okay, I tell you what. Why can't we make this table like rounded so we all you know sit at it together? You can absolutely be a Baroness to start. To start. To start. Okay. We gotta work some things out in the structure. I gotta talk to the boys. We gotta start there, though. She'll get back down. You guys have rolled really well. She, she's ambitious is a word for her indeed. But you have just added a baroness from night to your court. What was your court missing? Uh, so we we got knight. Um, oh, power. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm power. We have power. We have mortal. We have knight. We have vile. We're good. That's the whole stack. All right. 
So she will then lead you out of the shattered mausoleum to a corner of the cemetery. It's often like a cul-de-sac, kind of tucked into a, a little bit of where the woods poke out. It's just a very few graves, maybe maybe 13, we'll say. It's a fortunate number. As you arrive, something seems off. Something seems charged. Something seems different. This is this is very clearly not a place of power for night. This is something else entirely. Just as a note, I've got that uh, Fey coin, and I'm just sort of flicking it like a, you know, the thing that the thing that vibrates around Fey magics and that sort of thing. You're not quite in there yet. You're just approaching that that grave site. Those thirteen graves. Do you pass beyond? that f- there's a foreboding feeling. Do you cross over that threshold, Vinny? Yeah, of course I do. What kind of what kind of leader would not, you know, feel this in the face of all things? Of course. You cross over, the coin doesn't vibrate. Huh. Strange. All right. Um, I'm actually going to talk to Wilma. And, uh, and, hey, what's uh, what's the vibes around here? They're not, uh, they're not feeling great. She reaches out and presses her hand against it and there's a, a gray kind of like spider webbing effect that happens and she pushes now as an unshackled specter uh, she does have a lot more sway in the spiritual realm less sway in the material realm so she can almost breach this ward but she says this is this is to keep my kind out power took this from me these graves are not mine this is a, to be very clear above table. You've just left a place of power of night and you are entering into a place of power of power. They took 13 graves from very possibly one of the eldest, most powerful specters in Nocturne. And they put fey artifacts there. And right now, Vinny, who has an A artifact that can detect fey artifacts, it's not beeping or bopping. And I uh, investigate a place of power? Yeah, go ahead. Tell me how you do it. So I guess uh, tapping into my connection to the spirit realm and passing through that barrier, uh, I am going to just sort of uh, try to use that same. Basically, it's like psychometry, but for like a zone, like a, like an area. I'm just sort of feeling the, the webs, the fibers of um, that trans-dimensional space to understand what is what is going on. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes great sense. Go ahead and roll that, but don't tell me the result yet. Okay. So, Vinny... Your Baron steps forward and he's inspecting kind of the, the ethereal space here. Do you want to make any sort of place of power moves on something physical? Yeah. There are grave there are gravestones here, and as a former member of the Court of Stone, maybe that's something you could work with? Just feeding you a line? Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, um, you know, uh, these... If, if, if a grave's been around for a long time, a specter doesn't need to open or close lids or anything like that. I, I could probably see minor, you know, uh, minor uh, imperfections in the ground where a lid might have slid off or that sort of thing. So I'm really getting in there and looking at the shape of the stone and, and, and that sort of thing. All right. I want you to roll to investigate a place of power, of power. And we're going to cut to Terrence. Don't tell me your result yet. Terrence, what do you got, buddy? So Terrence is looking at the names on the headstones and seeing if they relate to any current players that he knows in the the greater scheme of Nocturne. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely a great investigation for Terrence. Roll it, and then I want you to tell me your result, and we'll work backwards. All right, so roll with power. Let's see what we got here. Mm -hmm. 
that's an eight. Seven plus one. You know, like, there, there's something about these names. It is significant. Uh, it, it should reveal something with the schemes. You know that these these names hold some power. It's just, it's not there for you. It's been a long day, or maybe these are really, really obscure. But right now, here, no. But do mark power on your factions. And Terrence is going to uh, write down the names as well, um, just to have them handy. Reference later. Vinny. Vincenti, Duke of Storms. What'd you get? Uh, a very uh, humble eight. A very humble eight. Something about the stones is really, really familiar. Like you're a guy that knows his rocks. And there's something here. There's something significant, but it's not. It's not bringing anything up. You do know that these stones are old, but something about the graves is not meshing up. Like maybe the graves are are younger than the stones. You don't know. It's it's something strange. And. All right. Bouncing up to Jonas, what did you get? A very humble 11. Get out of here. You pull through the webs, and there is some there's some magic here that is very, very familiar to you, but in a way that you really wish it weren't. You sense the threads of fey magic have been cut here. Like someone took these graves, created a safe space in another pocket of someone else's power, and they broke enchantments here broke oaths here. You get to ask me one question about the schemes and politics of power with everything that we've had leading up to here. So tell me what the question is. What is their aspiration? What are they trying to achieve with this? Power seeks to become the main faction in all of Nocturne. Prior to this, Mortal had a lot of hold. Uh, They were part of the police force, they had a lot of great things going on there, keeping kind of Nocturne in check. The Fey Courts ended up with an exiled lord over the Courts of Stone. Courts of Stone are resilient. They're long-term thinkers and planners and builders. That became a problem, because now the Wild started to gain ascendancy. And at the same time, Night started to get their shit together. The werewolves and the vampires were starting to knock together, maybe not alliances, but long-lasting ceasefires, agreements of territory. Things were becoming more stable. All of this pulled territory and power away from the wizards. That will not do. So they've been working to break everything. They want to become triumphant. So, so you, you've just said this, and so I will tell you what is on the line. I will mark a fifth point of corruption. Okay. To use my eyes, you all seeing to ask if first, if, because we are, there is a rumor now that the uh, oracles are gathering. You can, you've said the visits, but what I need to know deep down for myself, is it just the visits or is is my portion of power, is the, are the oracles involved in this? I'm gonna give you, like, you, you wanna pay the corruption for that? Okay. I will pay the corruption, if you think it's worth it. If, if I am being silly and you have alluded and you have- No, that is a good question. That is a good question. The oracles are involved in it, but they are not against you. They are not against you. They're on your side, Jonas specifically. Oh, okay. Well, that was worth the corruption. Now they'll serve a dark Jonas, a more powerful Jonas. <laughs> okay, Gladriel, get out of here. <laughs> 
Uh, no, they uh, they are definitely. <laughs> Instead of a dark lord, you will have a German. <laughs> we've tried. We've tried this. Don't do this. Don't do this. This never ends up. No. Um, yeah, the the oracles are definitely gathering to support uh, a pushback, and they see what can happen if Nocturne gets turned over to one single faction. Uh, remember, Nocturne itself is a supernatural power. Uh, in this place, the curses that you all bury, uh, all carry, are are repressed. Your powers are as well, so you're less potent, but you are also less vulnerable. If a particular group were to take control of Nocturne, the oracles can see exactly how bad that would be. And they also know that you are a prophesied group, and they're going to put their their backing behind the one on that prophesied group that's part of their circle. So at a certain time, there's probably going to be some really great breaks of luck for the party, but particularly Jonas, as the oracles have nudged things, moved things into arrangement, maybe given up spiritual power to a higher plane. Who knows exactly what they're doing? But they are gathering, and they are involved. They are not your opponents. Yeah, and in this this slight moment in the middle of this this weird space, you guys see, and you've seen it before, where everything sort of darkens, and it's hard to tell if the the atmosphere around him is darkening or if he is just illuminating in, in a weird way. But it's not light. There is no shadow. It is just like an, it is. It is just he is somehow more crisp, and then the rest of the background, like looking at soul on a green screen type of situation, right? Where Jonas is, <laughs> and and in that moment, you see that this this faint outline of that same uh, archangel figure, the the lion heads and the multiple eyes and the wings and this giant star sword, just for just a flash of a moment. As I marked yet another point of corruption, and now can curse people the same way a visit can when he dies. Hey, it's Ryan from Negative 2 Charisma. Enjoying the podcast? Then you might enjoy some of our other content. Visit twitch.tv forward slash negative two charisma for other shows and monthly dice giveaways. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast. As the uh, the lightning rains across the sky again. Uh, so, um, sorry about that, Vincente, Terence, uh, Vilma. Uh, yes. Uh, so, I mean, power. Whatever power is doing here is ultimately, I think, obvious to many of us. But uh, they are making a big play to be in charge and take down the rest. And it's not directly about us. I think we are concerned. What I can tell you through all this is that the oracles are on our side. So it is not the full faction, it is half of it. And as we can tell, it is not even every visit. It is a small, well, I mean, a large group of visits, if you will, because uh, wizards do not typically group up, but it is several who have seen a vacuum take place and are trying to take advantage of that situation. What this has to do with the military or the court of fire or grant, I, I am not certain. But I do know that power is the ultimate player here. And they are the ones that have been messing with Vilma. They are the ones that have severed this place's ties to her power. 
to the Fey power, to the, I don't know, to this realm even. This place is strange, to see. Pocket of corrupted magic. Terence, something here trips a memory, trips an idea, trips a thought. Go ahead and me, uh, give me a roll with mind. That's a seven plus three. Okay, that's really good. Let me just check something real quick on your moves. So you, you listen to this, and something that he says just clicks over a little bit in your mind. That badge that was found at Arthur's, you look back on it in your mind's eye and you go, oh, shit. You recognize it from someone. Well, gentlemen, these little new revelations, I think we should make a plan. Myself, I'm in dire need of a haircut. Uh, a haircut? We, we're, like, uh, intervening in, uh, you know, a whole faction trying to take over the entirety of Nocturne, and you're like, oh, you know, I could use a trim. Man of your standing now, Vincent, must acknowledge that grooming is very important. Well, well you know, but, you know, it's a different when you can, like, uh, magic yourself to be impeccable, you know what I mean? Indeed, indeed. Us mortals must rely on cruder means. So, uh, so what's, what's the, yeah, sure, I mean, like, you know, do you have a barber that you go to, or what, what are you doing? Yes, yes, I have a man who, as you can imagine, takes care of these things. I have a man for most things, it would seem. <laughs> but yourselves, what else would you need to accomplish this night? Hmm? I have my objectives lined up. It's, I gotta go buy a new phone. Should I get my haircut? Should I, should I also yeah, You might want to get your haircut. Hmm? You know what, with this whole new thing that you got going on, maybe you could do like a cool like lightning bolt on the side of your head, you know what I mean? Is that what people do? Does that look good? I don't know. That's what some kids I saw doing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Could do worse. So, so I want to just interject here. That that little bit of extra information. That badge might have been Abram's badge. Uh, but you are currently at a gravesite where Fey artifacts were were supposedly buried. Do you just want to ditch and go get your hair cut? Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah, it's a weird, uh, weird suggestion. Uh, that tied in with uh with, with with the barber um the the military barber it does but that's that's maybe not for right now yeah 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 no okay. so uh vilma um it's vilma uh, are you able to you know I, this is sort of beneath you but perhaps get steve or someone who is good at going through walls to uh check underneath this dirt here and maybe see if there's something hidden away or do we just start digging wilma smiles maliciously and says ah you might appreciate this Steve! Howdy? Steve, go dig up those graves. Steve, another promotion for you. He rushes, and he hits the war, and he flashes into an agonized scream and disappears. <laughs> that was Steve's promotion. Okay, so... No, we cannot, in fact, dig up the graves for you. Okay. You will have to do it yourselves. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, uh, I don't have a man for that. Well... How do you not have a grave digger of all the things for a veteran hunter to not have? Did you just throw them in the river? You just threw them in the river. In little the pieces city? and bags. I mean, it's a, it's a I, I haven't had a, a time to like interview new cleaners. Oh man, we got we got so much work to do. Uh, <laughs> no, I think Terrence, Terrence is like that, like the vat of bleach kind of guy, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. Cor- cor- corpses do what, oh, Terrence? Corpses would be a currency of their own, I imagine, right? The less picky werewolves might need something to tide them over. <laughs> uh, wizards might use them as spell components. Um, there's all kinds of uses. Well, this way, we just went full squid game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, content warning for graphic cannibalism? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, that wouldn't be cannibalism, yeah? I mean, it's arguable. Uh Either way. Uh, apparently, we're digging um, up graves. You have any shovels in the back of that thing, eh? In the back of the Dragula. Uh, you know what? I probably have one of those we've got to like, dig through some ditches. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, just hanging my head in shame, uh, walking over to the Dragula. And uh, yeah, I actually uh, I keep one. Uh, one of those uh, combination military fold up. It could be a hole, it could be a shovel, it could be whatever. Uh, one, though. Uh, so I'm going to give that to whoever needs it. And I'm going to be taking the butt of the Black Sacrament. And I'm just wow. using that. Disrespecting the, disrespecting the shotgun like it. Okay. Listen, it's a tool. It needs to be used, right? Didn't you, um, like, move the earth that, before? Didn't you just, like, break it apart and just move it? Yeah. Yeah. And then I just recently formed a new core based on a completely different set of elements. Oh, perhaps that was poor timing. Yeah, it was probably pretty bad. I could have just, uh, you know, um, just toffed these things out of the way. But, um... Filma, do you have any shovels around? I'm sorry. Baroness of Storms, do you have any shovels around? You actually caught her, like, completely off kilter. She's like, I actually hadn't thought about, like, do we have any shovels? She communes darkly with another one of her underling ghosts and, and says... Hey, uh, actually, do we have any shovels? Does anyone... Who manages this place? This is a very poorly managed graveyard. <laughs> I mean, who, who keeps track of shovels when you're dead and already in the ground or in a mausoleum? Uh, is there like a grave tender's house or something? Usually they have like a, you know, like at least like a tool shed sort of thing. Hmm. Yeah, uh, we reaved his soul. But did he have any tools? I know, but were there shovels there beforehand? Didn't, didn't check, didn't check, but we can go check now. So she sends some uh, ghosts off to check. And yes, they have some shovels. There's like three or four shovels. There's, uh, in fact, even better. There's one of the little bobcats, tobacco attachment, man. Oh. <laughs> oh, the Duke gets to use this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you got the little mini backhoe and everything. How you feeling? Oh, man, I'm feeling better than being a fae right now. This thing's amazing. The, these mortals got it going on. So, yeah, I'm going to drive her right in. And I'll just start, like, digging at, you know, one of the 13. All right. So you excavate the grave. You drag up the coffin within. Who opens it? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Steve. When the, when the DM asks, who opens the trap? <laughs> Steve's gone, man. Steve's, oh, <laughs> Steve's I know. gone. Just let me, let me mourn, damn it. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't have a way to, like, check for wards, right? Is there a move that I'm missing? There is no check for traps button. No. This is this game. God damn it. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, well, listen, if anybody knows. Actually, I do, sort of. Yeah? It's just going to hurt me if I fail. Okay, let us let you... Okay, tell you what. I will do psychometry there. on the first one. There you go. That's the one. And then if they are all traps, then Terrence will open the rest. <laughs> uh, that is an eight. So, and I, I get to ask one question, which is, thankfully, <laughs> what bands, wards, or limits are attached to this object? Yeah, actually, it does have two wards on it. Uh, it is a dual-composed ward. Uh, one is against night, and one is against wild. Uh, the, the entire sarcophagus is very lightly etched with glyphs and inscriptions and uh, cast about the magical cocoons. 
it will scourge the unholy balls off of anyone from night or anyone from wild that should open it. Now, most wards are pretty complex things. Uh, you're you're familiar with power. You're aware of this. You can't set your own wards as an oracle. Uh, it's beyond you. But you're you're familiar. You're adjacent enough. You have heard that master sorcerers can can cast multiple wards on an object, but that seemed like bar room boasting. Like everyone was like, yeah, yeah, I did that back in college once on this one thing. It was kind of neat, but you've never actually seen anything that's been doubly warded. This is. That's impressive. But you could open it just fine. Yeah, no, I'm, could open but the hell what out I'm of trying it. to think is uh, uh, this wouldn't be like a name to a face situation. Like, I, I guess there wouldn't be that sort of telltale sign with the oh. wards, but I'm trying to think if, if there's any way I could determine if I would have some way of knowing like who has the capability, like, like who amidst the power faction could do such a thing. I just don't know what to move if there is one. Uh, but I will look to Terence and say, um, you and I are good to open these. I'm just I'm just trying to sink on something for a moment. And I'm just staring at the, the I'm staring at the coffin lid for a moment. I will actually let you put a face to a name. That seems like an applicable move. Um, because it's 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 maybe put a name to a, a face in a way. Like an artist. It's like I'm is, looking at the picture and I'm trying yeah. to determine, like I would know right off the bat, this yeah. is Rembrandt, yeah? Yeah, so I mean, I think that fits under face to a name, name to a face. So go ahead and roll power. Uh, it's a nine. All nine. right. Uh, yes. Uh, oh. You know them and you know their reputation, generally. You can think of one person. Now, this isn't saying that this is the only one, but the only one that you can mm-hmm. think of is a fellow named James. Very, very understated mage. One of those not quite workhorse guys, but just a, a craftsman. Not someone that you'd call necessarily an artisan, but a craftsman. You know, there's a difference between making a sculpture and making a very useful table. He's the table-making type of guy. Guy knows his stuff backwards and forwards, never has spoken out, never has seemed to have any ambition. He just wants to make wards and, and craft good solid spells. But you know, being Jonas, that just doesn't line up. No one's really that unambitious. No one's that satisfied with their state. You think maybe there's something more here. But I mean, you're always paranoid, so who knows? Yeah, so I will just continue to sort of stare at the, the runes, um, perhaps seeing them in a way that the others cannot, right? Um, I do, again, I turn to um, uh, uh, Vincent, uh, do not go near these unless you want, you know, with us to have a new Duke of, of Storms, because, uh, yeah, you will very much explode. Wilma smiles at that. Yeah, well, uh, easy enough. You, uh, you have fun. I'm gonna sit here and I'm just gonna start, you know, start exhuming the other greys, yeah, you know, yeah, so it's good moving plan. things around and just, just build, you know, digging up. Jonas, that does look rather filthy. You wouldn't mind, would you? Dirt. Oh, what? I'm sorry. I was. I'm deep in thought. Looks like you're gonna have to open it, buddy. Ah, well. Terence fishes the the handkerchief out of his out of his like inner pocket and holds it in his hand, like like he's trying to use it as a glove as he lifts open <laughs> the, the the lid on the coffin. All right. Inside is just a pile of petrified bones. You count in this one coffin at least 13 skulls, just looking at it without digging. And all of them are just this grayish black 
porous and not quite to a point of crumbling or flaking, but definitely they've got that broken porcelain look where they just have cracks chasing around all of the the parts. Mm -hmm. Is there anything arcane about them? Would they be suitable for an appraisal? You're going to appraise them? Okay. If it's, yeah, it specifically says it has to be an arcane object to appraise. So if it's arcane, yeah. Oh, that's right. You've got that power. Yes, yeah, should roll the hell out of that. All right. What is the name of that again? That is appraisal from the scholar moves. Right. Which is rolling with mind. That's another good choice of skills, yeah. Yes. Especially for a veteran. Uh, the numbers lined up, didn't they? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's an eight plus a three. So you get to ask two. There's a list. What secrets or powers does this object contain? Oh, oh, there are many secrets that this object contains. Powers, no longer. The secrets that it carries are exactly who was killed and buried beneath the Tower of Stone. All right, who would would want to possess it? Like, this is obviously something that's trying to be hidden. Who would want it? I mean, the gimme answer is any wizard that's trying to weaken the Court of Stone would want to take away their foundation stones. Literally... This is what the the Tower of Stone was built on. Someone has been smuggling out those petrified bones. There are a number of wizards that would be interested in it, but I'm going to give you a little bit more than that, as this is a, a rare move and you are you're courting with dangers here. There was a wizard about two years back that you can think of that was looking for something similar. Maybe not exactly this, but they were looking for petrified mortal remains. Something that they could experiment with and and do some very long-lasting, powerful magics. It only came to your attention because it was one of those things that, at the time, you weren't a veteran. You were starting to transition out of being a hunter, and this guy was on your list as a, a watch-it. Mage by the name of James. Someone that was just lying a little bit too low. Hello to the peer that uh, our work with the Court of Stone is already well underway, Jonas. Wouldn't you say? It seems that way. You're thinking of who I'm thinking of, yeah? Well, you'd be better equipped to say that than I would, wouldn't you, Oracle? Hmm. It just doesn't make sense. I I mean, he's just a bit player. He's a bit player for sure, for certain. You know, what would he have to, to, to do here? <sighs> All machines have small, intricate parts. They fit together to a greater purpose, Jonas. Size is not relevant. This could be the linchpin. Is that everything that is buried here? Is have we have do we have another one that's been exhumed yet? Yeah, I've been I've been during this whole thing, you being very careful. Oh, yeah. I've been I've been okay. digging, digging away. So now I will go over and with Terrence I will help him open the next one. More skulls. Same same thing. Bones upon bones. Maybe I mean a coffin's a pretty big space if you take away all the meat and just pack it in with bones. So there's a lot of bodies that are crammed in that. Now, how many basements did uh, did you say there were? Um, I, I think I remember at least fifty or something like that. But like, uh, it just keeps going down and down as you know, as they need to expand. You know, it's not very difficult for stone people to dig through stone. Hmm. No one would ever notice these were gone. Hmm. But if they were the right skeletons with the right amount of magic, and again, I want to say, Vinny, that coin, it is dead still. All the fey magic that should be loaded in these bones, it's not there, man. Not a scrap of it. Yeah, that makes no sense because that's how they were petrified in the first place. So, uh, yeah, that's not okay. Is this every coffin that we've dug up? It's just we just got bones on bones on bones. Yeah, we just keep opening. You're at two. Yeah, let's. let's we gotta. I gotta see how deep this rabbit hole goes. They all come up. 
All right. At dawn or thereabouts, as the sky starts to lighten, you get the 13th grave opened. And yeah, sure enough, every single coffin has been packed with petrified bones. So here's a, here's a question. On any of these, and I'm not touching the coffins themselves or whatever, but on any of these, uh, if there were any notable uh, important bones down there, I knew that they were they were kind of kept in like not quite a vault, but they were they were off. They they weren't easy to access. We knew where they were, and they put this very specifically because of their importance. Is there any way I can look at these and like put a name to a face on any of them and be like, oh yeah, that was? Go ahead and put a name to a face. Well, that was Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Tony, Tony Allbones, we call them. Um, would I be rolling with a uh, uh, wild? Yep, Jimmy Parmesan over there. Uh, that's a nine. Okay. That means I know their reputation, right? Vincent yep. Marino's a first. Vincent Marino's a second. No, not not nothing quite that bad. But you do look and think about it and take a closer look. And something clicks for you. All of the graves, those those tombstones that are sitting atop them, those aren't actually tombstones. Those are the final crypt locks that 13 of the foundational vaults were sealed with. They didn't just steal the bones, they stole the doors off them and buried them in this grave. So the actual, actual gravestone is the door to these vaults. 13 of them. And the name that's been carved on that? Before, there was a very nice, like, gorgeous placard that's been ripped off, and other names have been carved on it. It's a desecration not just to the bones, not just to the graves that the specters protected, but also to the entire history that the Court of uh, Stones was built upon. You could not desecrate this much more. I have a, they so had I, a I severe have, amount of power in them, too. I, I have a slight yeah, these, mechanical question. I'm sorry, Vincent. I just wanted just to be certain. Um, these wards that are on the coffins, how does that work? Once we open them, we break the seal. Are those off? Does that, un, does that undo the wards? Or do I have to pause them out? You don't know. I don't know. Okay, great. You're not a wizard. Do you want to play with that? What you do know as an oracle, and anyone in the supernatural world will know this, wards protect cases. They they guard thresholds, doorways, and boxes. Once the ward is broken, generally you can access the things within. Now, have you broken the ward or not is really the question. As a non-excluded person, you can open the thing. Taking the bones out, you could probably hand them to Vinny. Probably. But if he were to reach in, maybe not safe. That's a gimme. That's something you'd know just on the, the basics of supernatural magic. That maybe not safe on reaching in really depends on the skill of the warder. In a case like this, where someone has woven two wards together, you can probably bet that that's not going to be a good day for Vinny. But you could also try it. Maybe they are just, maybe they just got lucky and he'd be fine. I'm not touching them. I'm not touching them. I'm not going <laughs> on. I'm just looking. I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting over here and like, uh, uh, You are looking respectfully. Yeah. Yeah. So I pass that information on. Like these guys, these, these go back to the days of the founding of Stone Tower. There's, there's, uh, and here, here, this is what they were locked up with. I and, mean, you know, I actually see the, the fronts of the vaults or whatever. And, uh, there's no reason these should be here. This actually, you know that barrier that there was uh, the reason I brought you to Stone Tower in the first place to get away from those? That depends 
on the level that these guys came from. So this actually actively weakened the Stone Tower defenses to have these. Uh, this makes a lot of sense. And uh, the bigger question for us now is what do we do with them in the immediate? Because we have some planning to do again here, boys. But uh, what do we do about this now? They can't stay well, here. Uh, unless you're planning on making a potion of uh, petrified bones. Uh, they're, they're void, they're empty. They're just, they're just rocks now. So they're okay just being here. Well, here's the thing. If someone's going to come and try to claim them, they're going to see all these exhumed uh, coffins now. So uh, we're probably better off destroying them just in case they need them for something. I don't, we don't need a witch making no potion with them. Yes, I still feel like there's some sort of power in these and they are important for us to possess in a way. But just the question is, is how, do we, how do we secure them and how do we remove the wards um, so that we can safely hide them? Um, I will step outside of that threshold again. Uh, Vilma. She's there. Are you here? Okay. Never get used to that. Pluses and minuses here to catch you up because I know you can't go I can't even see uh, but in there. Cool. Yes, yes, I know. But as you, as you are now one of us, I, I just wanted to fill you in. So uh, what we have in there are the foundational stones beneath the court of stone. She actually gets paler. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they were taken. I don't know how they ended up here. And honestly, the warding work is phenomenal. It is spectacular. It is dual watered against both wild and night somehow, against all things uh, of that nature. Again, some banana stuff here. So welcome to the team. Here's what we need for now, though. Uh, we can we can at least get these out of uh, out of this pocket, perhaps. Is a big question: Is do you have do you have any ties, any mortals that we can rely on, or or something to move them or hide them? Uh, I do have the construction crews that I've been working with over at uh, you know. Uh, the, the fel pimento so if we need ec- extra hands you know we got we got we got people to move stuff the only thing is we're gonna have uh, the, the the just basic basic bitches right so they don't know about no graveyards or digging them up or watered coffins and none of that they just you know wilma begins to laugh and it is a it is a very throaty very feminine like jazz singer laugh just rolls over the entire cemetery and she says oh my duke Bring your men to my graveyard. My spirits will possess them and they will know nothing more. We will get these graves dug and moved wherever you like, but bring them tonight. The sun starts to come over. All of the lesser specters and ghosts and shades begin to fade. Wilma does not. The light hits her and she casts a shadow. The shadow itself does a pirouette throws its arms wide and laughs before it darts off into somewhere else. Uh, she's going to be fun to work with. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, Wilma's still there. Her shadow just darted off. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Good luck, Godspeed. Did you know that happens now? That's kind of cool, kind of interesting. I haven't seen it done in a long time. You know, it's, it's, it's been a while. It's, it's been a long time since I've talked to any ghost broad, to be honest, but... Her eyes pivot to you, Ghost Broad. I am your Baroness, okay. my liege. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So we're all sort of getting used to things here. You know, it's, uh, you know, the, yeah. So uh, my Baroness, it has been a long time since I've worked with uh, anybody of the spectral leaning, okay? <laughs> Sorry, that's me laughing at her. <laughs> Spectrally inclined. <laughs> uh yeah so uh well first things first i can't i can't talk to the, the work crews until i get a phone i need to i just need to run to a general electronic shop and pop my sim card in and 
and uh, get get this get this going. <laughs> okay, so Vilma, uh, right. so how about we do this? It remains to be said. Uh, do the best you can. Keep keep whoever out. Although I don't know very many people that could get in here. Okay, lock it, lock it down, lock it down. Yeah, I, we trust you with this. Uh, we will get the crew here tonight. Terence needs a haircut. I also may need a trim. I'm starting to feel like maybe I should not update my look a bit. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking? You're very, you're very stylish. Talking to Wilma about style. Oh, of course, I'm talking to Wilma. She extends one very long and very elegant hand out, and she points at a statue. It's a ways off in the graveyard. She says, I think that would suit you quite well, Jonas. Are you trying to kill me again? Is that what's happening? I always want you dead, but not today. Oh, okay. Tonight, maybe. Uh, no, let's 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 stay. Let's hold off on killing my men, please. Thank you. Um, she she makes no promises. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so I think we make a plan. Yeah, if we had a, a certain individual who was keen at such a thing. Indeed, it would be useful, wouldn't it? Mm. So we need to get some information on the military, Jonas. I mean, I'm sorry, Terence. I don't know why I'm calling you me. It's been a long he needs night, a cell Jonas. phone and a mortal crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. I don't really need anything. So, uh, oh, we have so, and then we have to go to the police station and get this this freaking case file solved. Yes. Yeah, so then there's the matter of James. And yes, of course, Ooh. the matter of James. I don't think we are prepared Who, who's, enough for who's James, James yet. Who's James? Yet another wizard, Vincent. I'm afraid. Yet another wizard. How many now? Uh, I feel like again. Remember, remember when I was like, we have to break the back of power. Like you should have seen this coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just uh, ah, jeez. Okay, okay. Jeez, yeah, this this uh, this boss shit is harder than uh, they they tell you about. You know, just be humble. Accept uh, accept the advice of your peers. You know. And my, my peers don't like Sambuca. I don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thirteen on making a plan. Good lords. Yeah. How much does that give you? That's uh, on a ten plus hold three. I don't even know how to deal with you anymore. Uh, what exactly is the plan here? Well, Vincent needs a phone. That seems the simplest objective. Hmm. Yeah, I just get a. Or, or I, do you have like just a burner one at your your place? I don't necessarily need a brand new phone. If you if you just have like a you know like a put minutes on it sort of thing, I'm gonna probably gonna uh, destroy and yes, throw yes. this one out anyway. Is this a a covert communication device, Vincent? Yes, yes, I have. I have several ready in the drawers at my workshop. Don't even need to stop for a phone then. So we need to go get a haircut. Indeed, indeed. Do you need to shave? Do you need two bits? <laughs> Think a little bit bigger for me here. What's the big plan? Uh, so we need to establish our, our structure a little bit. If we're going to be taking on the entirety of power, we kind of need our uh, forces aligned. So um, I th- I'm thinking uh, Wilma needs to organize her, her people. If uh, you know, if Jonas over here is going to be taking fingers on, then you know that needs to happen and. Uh, Get the information we need in the case file, and then and then just march to uh, where was that? Was that waterfall place that uh, we uh, we know? Snowqualmie. Snowqualmie. That seems like anything. That's the best idea that we have as far as where they're based out of. Or at least more information could be there. Yeah. So I think that's the overarching plan is that we are trying to gather our strength here and and fortify ourselves uh, before we launch a full out assault on power. If that makes sense. And trying right. to gather as much info as we so can, like, fortify it, get these bones to a safe place. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how fast in this universe can we erect a a fortress over the over the felt pimento? 
<laughs> Not that fast, necessarily. Uh, but it does sound like you are consolidating power, kind of drawing together, tying up loose ends before you drop the hammer on uh, on these wizards, maybe even James. That's that's the that's the idea. So that sums it up, covers all the bases. And you've got a hold three, right? Yeah. Nice. So let's do the easy thing first. You make that phone call to your construction guys. Uh, they're going to show up at the graveyard at night and get possessed by ghosts. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's the... Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. How do you pitch that to the, the construction crew? That uh, I was very graciously donated by the city some excess, uh, like, cornerstone and, uh, you know, a lot of the materials, a lot of the granite and the stuff for, for the found, redoing the foundations of this place. And I just need a crew over there to go and pick it up, pick up the supplies. Okay. That sounds convincing to me. They are in your pocket. They believe you. Now, do you send only mortals, or you do you tap into your uh, your fey contacts, and now you're you're expanding contacts in night and power and mortals? Well, as far as that situation goes, I'm going to just have the mortals take care of that currently. Um, I do need to make calls to uh, the Birkenstocks, uh, or at least um, oh, I forget her name was Elisa. Tasha. Tasha, that's it, Tasha. I need to make a call. Uh, we got to check up on Arthur at some point. I'm going to give him a call and see if I can get him kind of in. Fuck it, we'll call Fingers. All right. So you're, Lenny, just, you're assembling... Oh, yeah, everybody. Call, call you're Lenny, assembling yeah. the crew. All right. Um, Terrence, you're kind of in charge of planning and logistics here. Is there anything that you really want to include or build into this plan? Anything that you want to get done tonight for us, the human players, um, before things really start kicking off and getting crunch time on next game. Uh, I think uh, in terms of equipment and stuff, we're, we're looking like we'll be doing good to go there. Yeah, we have armaments. We'll have defenses by then. Yeah, no, I think I think Terrence is satisfied. Oh, how, how did the uh, bestowing the powers thing work again? I can bestow powers on uh, some mortals. It is called debutante. That's the name of the power. When you present a mortal to your court, roll with wild. On a hit, you bestow fairy power upon them, provided the mortal publicly swears an oath and holds it true. On the seven through nine, the power permanently marks the mortal in accordance with your court, even if they give up the oath at a later time. On a miss, a member of your court reveals that a powerful fairy from another court holds power over this mortal, precluding your claim. Now, on this one, because of the composition of your court, that last part gets more complicated. Right. Because it isn't necessarily just another fey court that holds power over that mortal, because you are, you're tapping into all of the factions. Right. But did you, did you have someone in mind that you wanted tonight on this this blessed morning? Uh, well, uh, first I was going to offer uh, my oh, barons. Right. Yeah. Oh, does it have to be a knight? It has to be below? Okay. It does not. I'm going to, I'm going to say I, uh, you know, with the very little time I've had to tap into this, I've got some ideas. I got something that I think is going to be fun. <laughs> this could, this could go horribly wrong. Uh, but if you ever wanted to tap into a uh, fey elemental magics, now would be the time to talk. Now that the DM has just had his cackle off on mute. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> this could go horribly wrong. I'm like, where's the mute button? I'm going to die. All right, who's, who's going to volunteer to be elevated to to be empowered with fey magics? Terrence. <clears throat> Terrence. Yeah, Terrence, but I can't think of a better person, you know? <laughs> Couldn't happen to a better guy. <laughs> then you can stop going to see these barbers. Well, that would be more convenient, I will give you that. And but... financially prudent. 
save save a lot of money in regular grooming. That is true. Yes, but but, but magics. That's mm, that was a troubling proposition. At at what cost? And, and not too much to you. Uh, it might get gain a little of attention, though. You know, mortals don't necessarily just walk around with powers all the time. You might you might spark the interest of somebody else. Mm, this is very true, but but any edge we can get the matters we find before us now yes I want to step in here as the MC because this is a big moment you the veteran you are really really close to crossing the line your main shtick is I am retired I'm getting out of it you've already sworn to be his bearing that's something you can maybe do in a retirement pension he's seeking to empower you with fame magics you take that oath you take that bargain I, I can't tell you that you can't be a veteran anymore, but you are definitely aiming very strongly on getting back in the game. You're going to have your John Wick moment. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm back. He can give you immortality. He can give you agelessness. He can take away the pains that have been accumulating over the decades that you fought. He can get you right back into it. All you have to do is promise him that you will fight for him. But this is a big character moment. Like, this is this is really, really big. If you want to do this, like, I'm super about it, but I really wanted to take the time here to say, this will change Terrence fundamentally. It might not immediately change him, but this is this is a big step. There are many, many variables to calculate here, Vincent. Perhaps you could give me the length of a haircut to think this over? Hmm? I understand. Papa stands, though. I know. Okay, so we're going to flash cut to Terrence getting a haircut. The most exciting part of the episode, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, do not challenge me to make this it an exciting be, Yeah, I mean, we are walking into the lion's <laughs> do, do not speak. We just... We're going we're gonna to start playing some fucking Sweeney Todd over here, dude. You know, we are, you know, we, we tend to trouble follows us. We are like a, we are like a hurricane. Here we are. Thank you. Your normal haircut guy isn't there. I'm totally having a brain fart on his name. I know we established it last week. Something Johnson, maybe? Jonathan. Jonathan. That's what it was. Yes. But he was also known as Staff, uh, sorry, uh, Staff Sergeant Abrams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You you show up early in the morning, Jonathan Abrams is not there. This is the first time in your life, your life, that he wasn't there. This is a guy you've been getting haircuts from since like when you needed haircuts, let's be honest. Um, and he's not there. Oh, Arthur took him out. <laughs> uh-uh. Way, way worse. Way, way worse. That's from the GM MC table. <laughs> Slide you that note. <laughs> I don't suppose uh, I don't suppose a barbershop counts as a place of power. It does. Then uh... it it absolutely does. There's something in uh, in actual like sociology called third space. Uh, we've got our homes, we've got our work, but we've also got those places outside of those that we go to congregate and get social interaction. Uh, in the past, this has been coffee shops, uh, but it's also things like barber shops, uh, nail salons. This is where we have those moments. It's a, a place of security, and this absolutely and counts. This guy actually, as yeah, a place like of literally power. being a veteran, yeah, you know, a staff sergeant Abrams. Probably a place where a lot of veterans and or hunters go to get a haircut. Yeah, so it's of course it's a mortal place of power. You're damn right. So go ahead and roll with mortal. But on to that me, one. it's boring as fuck. What are you missing? I don't see it. Oh, it's whatever. But I don't see the point. So uh, are you missing mortal? There, uh, there, Ben. I am. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So that's a four plus the one uh, from mortality. That's not good. It's not great. No. No. Uh, what do I need to make that a hit? It's a seven. Seven and ups a hit. Seven and ups a hit. On a ten or up, you get to ask me one question. A seven just gives you a view beneath the surface. All right. I'll now, I'll take two points from the holding and yeah. Is it that important? Perhaps we ask. Perhaps we ask some questions first. Yeah. I'll, I'll hang on to the hold. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll just miss that. All right, that means I get to make a move as the MC. So you go in, and you get beckoned over to a chair. You sit down. As you look in that big mirror in front of you, you see someone about to give you a haircut. They're maybe 22, maybe 24, kind of younger. Don't recall John from you, having any apprentices. If you go back to our last episode, that's that same kid that called Abram Staff Sergeant. I was coming in for a haircut. Can I figure someone out? Uh, that's neat. You just want to cut in with that? I like it. Go ahead and throw it. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm just looking at the situation, yeah? Yeah, I mean, you see a tension. You, you can notice that this is, like, Terrence is like, this isn't normal. I don't remember him having an apprentice. You see this kid, like, uh, for those of us that are uh, watching this and under 30-odd, uh, yeah, it, it's like that. I'm sorry. This kid coming up with, with these clippers. Go ahead and roll it. Figure something out. Uh, that's just a seven. You get to ask two questions of me. Uh, there has to be some interaction here, though. So, like, as this guy is, is setting up to cut Terrence's hair, like, you've got to not just watch him, but you gotta you got to feel him out, you got to talk yeah, to him. Yeah, I'm not quite close Something's enough, and, going I, and I say, here. and I start to ask some, you know, very, very simple questions about this sort of barbershop, because I am not keen on this. So I'm curious, how, well, how does this go? Do you just pick a style out of the book, or how do you know these are clean? And I, I'm just asking some general haircutting questions because I don't know. I've ne- you know I've always done this myself. Uh, you know, do you have any recommendations for me? I mean, what, what do you think would look good? Uh, but, you know, a friend of mine said go with sort of a bushy, uh, sort of stone look. Um, it was yeah, I mean, strange, but I, I don't know if my hair will naturally curl that way. Um, well, I don't know. Thoughts. What was your name? I didn't. I didn't catch it. So you're definitely out of place here. The vibe is definitely like ex-military guys getting their hair buzzed down, etc. You're standing out. So these questions, they're getting his attention. They're getting everyone's attention. And it's one of those that he just can't blow typical, off. Typical Jonas, awkward in every situation. Yeah, of course. So you get to ask me two questions about this kid. There's a list. Do, oh, do I have the list? It's for figure someone out, yeah? So seven to nine or so questions. Who is pulling your character strings? Actually, before we get there, I, I'm trying to see if this if this man means Terrence any harm in this moment. So I'm going to say, who does your character have beef with? All y'all. I'm feeling that we are we are in potentially in harm's way, yes. He's definitely got the straight razor like close to the thigh. Okay. And uh, who is pulling the strings would be next, yeah. Detective Grant. Okay. Yes, like yes. you get a flash image of Detective Grant also is evidently involved in the military somehow, uh, pressuring this kid in like a locker room, saying, "You know, you got to take him out if they show up. Just cut his throat. It's just a man. Can't do anything to us." So I know you have to ask me a question. How could this like absolute boot put you in his debt? He wants out from underneath. He is uncomfortable with this. He does not like this. He's getting pulled on all sides by supernatural forces. He wants out, and he's looking at this guy. He is, he is young for a veteran. 
but he's a young hunter. He's not a veteran. He is a hunter. And I happen to be a baron of the Court of Storms, and I could use such such men at my disposal. But how could he put you in his debt? I mean, very easily he could, you know, realize that uh, he is making a grave mistake and that his, his his odds are significantly better with the guys that can tell the future and, and Terrence, who is literally a, a stone-cold killer. Uh, and if he if he turns on the, uh, everyone else, if he turns on Grant, he would be in my debt. There it is. That's the move. Turns on Grant. Let me think about it for a second. Who's there? We've got Terrence in the chair about to get a haircut. Maybe his throat cut. We've got Jonas in the waiting area, yammering away and also seeing into this poor kid's soul. Vinny, did you drive him here? Are you waiting um, in the I'm chair? usually like, the driver, yeah. They're not going to get very far on their own without V. But, like, uh, I am I am sitting in one of the barber's chairs, but not getting a haircut. I've just got one of, like, the, the 30-month-old magazines, and I'm just going over, like, oh, here's the comparison between the new Prius and the new uh, Volt. You know, those, like, weird auto mechanic magazines yep and we feel we still haven't done anything so there's still probably troll blood on us there's graveyard dirt there's like <laughs> oh, lightning scorches there's, there's, yeah oh yeah my balenciaga suit is ruined and this is a man who has seen combat i assume so he knows like i feel like there's an instinct yeah there definitely is so that hand at the thigh with the the straight razor just kind of starts to shake and there's that slapping like slight steel sound that you get when you shake a razor. I don't know if anyone's ever done that. And he kind of leans a little bit closer to Terrence and asks, you know, what type of haircut can I do for you, sir? And then he leans a little bit closer and he says, look, I think I know why you're here. I can help you. You gotta get me out. Gotta help me, man. And this is a fresh faced, like, like I said, 22, 24, like pretty well built uh, black guy. Like maybe he was, uh, there's something about this as like paratrooper, like not a guy that really like glances away from danger or risk. So there's there's definitely a feel here that this guy is not normally the one that's scared or averse to danger. And he knows like, ah, shit, man. So what do you say, Terrence? Like he's speaking to you. So he is right next to you. Terrence, uh, well, son, I'm beginning to think as you may have realized yourself that you are not up to the job. Hmm? There was a style I had in mind. It's present on a billboard outside. Perhaps you would join me to examine it. He says, uh, yeah, yeah, sir, I I think I know the one you're talking about, but uh, I think the view's better from the back of the place. He kind of nods towards the back. Mm, Yes, yes, that that does make sense, doesn't it? Gentlemen, if you would care to join me. Is there other barbers and veterans and stuff here? There's uh, there's lots of military-looking people, or just, just us? Just a handful, like two or three other dudes, one other barber. And maybe there's like eight people total in the place. So I'm like going, I, like I see this happening and I'm like talking to the other barber and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. So like, how do you, is this like an art form? How do you know when to stop cutting? Like it's, it just, it blows my mind. I always I find it fascinating when people devote their lives to such things. And I, it, again, it's just lost on me. It sounds to me like you're trying to create an opening for them to duck out the back easily. Yeah. Go ahead and roll mislead. That's with mind. I know it may not be your best, but it's not one of your worst either. No, mind is good. My mind is good. It's just as good as my spirit. Yeah. Oh, really? Hell yeah. I thought it was one, not a two. Not bad, dude. However, that was only a seven. My second seven. Pick two. You create an opportunity. You expose a weakness or flaw. You confuse them for some time, or you avoid further engagement. Sure, that's easy. I confuse, and I create an opportunity. Boom. All right. 
So as many people as uh, want can slip out the back other than you. I'm, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to grab one of the leather straps off of, the, uh, off of one of the, um, the barber's chairs as I, as I make my way out. So we've got Jonas distracting the entire people there. Uh, Vinny, Terrence, and this poor schmuck of a kid are out the back, near the back alley. And this kid turns to you, and like he's like, hey, man, I, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what this is about. I think I know what this is about, but... Man, I, there's something wrong. There's something really, really wrong, and I want out. If you can get me out, I will tell you everything I know. I will tell you everything I know, even if you can't get me out. Give me a razor. I just give me the razor. Can't. I can't. Why? Since it's, it's inside, I left it in there. Go back in and get the razor. This guy doesn't even. Like he 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 came out unfucking armed, dude. Okay. All right. Forget the razor then, and I'm gonna um. Honestly, I'm just going to, wherever we're out back, I'm assuming there's like garbage and that sort of thing. Uh, I'm going to pick up uh, like a few like, you know, I'm looking for like like scrap metal that might be back there. Like, you know, like the, the steel bands that are on like, you know, hold things yeah. to pallets and shit like that. Yeah, you find one of those. You're sure. Like a, a fucking L bracket or something. I'm gonna. Yep, yep. I'm gonna take it, and I'm gonna. And I'm assuming it's still raining and lightning and all you that stuff. Outside, those looking course. piece of piece of garbage. You don't have like a switchblade or something on you. What type <laughs> of gangster is this? You don't get into like James Dean knife fights. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not. We're strapping wrists together and. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like nine in the morning at this point. The storms are pretty much broken. There's a little bit of piss down rain and like overcast, but it's not like doom and gloom. Okay, this won't be as cool, but it'll still work. And I'm going to take it. <laughs> Wait, do you say that out loud? Yeah, that's not, that's completely out loud. <laughs> nice. And I'm actually going to take the scrap metal and the leather strap. I'm just going to flick my wrist. And from that, you're going to see actually a big arc of lightning go over the whole bundle of it. And... Uh, where you saw the flash is now a nicely welded looking uh, lightning bolt symbol with a, kind of a jagged cloud behind it. And the leather strap is a nice like uh, like corded uh, uh, like necklace. And I, I hold it up and I put it right in front of him and go, I can get you out of this right now, right now. With panic in his eyes, this kid turns to Terrence. He's like, I don't want to go out like that, man. I don't want to go out like that, man. Just shoot me. Just fucking shoot me, dude. Oh, oh hold, son, hold. Easy now. Hear the man out. He's, he's thinking he's going to, like, get branded and choked to death. He's like, no, dude. No. I'm not about that life. No, no. Hear the man out, son. Quite reasonable. He looks to you, and he, he knows who you are. Like, you're you're a mover and a shaker in the mortal realm, so he knows who you are. He's like, man, okay, fuck. I'll listen to him. What do you got to say, man? Terrence, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you feel about him? I want to figure him out. Go ahead. Let's give him a figuring out. So let's roll with mind. Yeah, you've interacted with them. You've had a little bit of back and forth here. Go ahead. So that's uh, eight plus three on figure him out. Fucking eight, dude. Okay. Uh, Has to. So what is he worried is going to happen? He's worried that you are going to murder the shit out of him. <laughs> One or the two of you are going to absolutely kill him. And I'm assuming that that's also what he's worried about from the other parties in his life trying to... I mean, this is really like the, the entirety of his existence right now is someone's going to kill me one way or the other. Fuck a bunch of this. Yeah, no, that actually sums it up. That sums it up just fine. Yeah, for figuring them out. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pass yeah, you, on the you still got You still can hold it and you can ask it at any time. Sure. So feel free. All right, so he's, look, he's looking at uh, looking between Vinny and, and Terrence. It's like, uh, uh, uh. Seems 
capable enough, Vincent, and wise enough to know when he's clearly outmatched. Can you find a use for him? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Indeed. So here's how this is going to work. Uh-huh. We're not going to kill you. He's okay. your boss now. He looks at he, he being Terrence? Yeah, Terrence. Okay, I can work with that. Yeah. Okay, I tossed the uh, medallion on him. Can I roll that? Uh, that was a little too easy. I was going to see if I could roll that as a persuade for uh, mortality so I could get the check mark. Uh, tell you what, actually, because I kind of see where you're going with this. Do me one better. Do a debutante. Okay. You just, you basically just knighted this motherfucker. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay, a debutante. So you need a 2d6 and roll a plus with, wild? Roll with wild. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's an 8 plus 2, so that's a 10. Oof. All right. What fairy power do you wish upon this knight? There's not a list I have to choose from. I can I can kind of make something. We can work together to figure it out. Okay. And this is the first knight. This is this is actually the first knight of the Cord Storms. So I'm going to give you a little bit more like latitude there. Okay. Because this is you're you're starting to really play with your powers and imbue. And this is this is a big investment. This is your first one. Hey, uh, kid, how fast are you? You can run, you can run quick. I'm pretty quick, yeah. I was in track. Yeah, you looked like the type. Yeah, um, yeah, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go over there and I tell him, don't move, and you're not gonna see this happen very often. And I'm gonna go down, and I'm gonna get down to his shoes, all right? And I'm gonna rub my hands together, and as I rub my hands together, you see lightning charging, and it's a static, uh, static filled up. And I'm gonna grab onto his feet, and you see, Basically, the bottoms of his feet uh, erupt and like flash in and sparks and everything. It's not painful to him, but it's a light show for sure. And uh, what I like to give him, he's going to have to do a lot of running around back and forth for his new boss, Terrence. He's got to be able to do that very, very quickly. And if anybody that he's worried about catches up with him, I want to make sure he can get out of there quickly. This is how I'm going to protect him. You're going to get out fast. So this, uh, not all the time. But when you need it, you can reach down in and you will take off like a bolt of lightning. So I'm envisioning the entire sky of Nocturne just erupts with sheets of heat lightning just back and forth over this area. And then it eventually just quiets and fades as it kind of resonates with this young man. You now have the first knight of the Court of Storms. Uh, Terrence, I'm going to need you to name him and give us some details later. But, uh, but that is your night now. Why do you even need to wait? I mean, clearly it is private Barry Allen. Okay. 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 It's just his feet. It's just his feet. He's, he runs fast. He can't punch fast. You think it's just his feet. I wanted it to be just his feet. <laughs> I wanted it. Nah, son. All right. You've just created the flash. All right. Now, yeah. now you've, you've empowered a mortal with the quickness of heat lightning. He'll be able to flash back and forth between locations where he's needed and get out of trouble like that. That is the first night of storms pledged to one of the barons of the court of storms. And he is now willing to spill his guts about everything because his allegiances are now clear and his life is now saved. So he tells you everything and I'm going to have to write up everything he tells you. So I think now is going to be a good time for me to, to dip out and let this go to. Yeah, I mean, I say, I would say the last thing is you guys all walk back into Zebaba. And and uh, and Jonas is just there, and he's like he's like standing on a barber stool, and he's like, and then the troll came around, and I was like, <laughs> no, we are the barons of storm, and you should have seen it. It was wild. It was crazy. Have you seen a troll? I mean, he was huge, right? <laughs> 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 <laughs>